now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. Hello everyone and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books, of the show, of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and Alola Executor is God's worst mistake. And with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Broken Brooks Oglesby. Broken Brooks Oglesby. Brother Colazzo, I knew you'd come. <laughs> Are you going to delete Alola Executor from yeah. Pokemon Sun Moon? Alola because- Executor has been deleted. It's like the thing of uh si- like ever since that moment snakes have been manifesting physically in my house but any website I look at all I see is this fucking giant disgusting dragon tree. It's very bad. I don't get it. It's the biggest pokemon I think now. Yeah. I can't believe we're turning into a leap full restore. You know what? If we double battled against them, we would win. Yeah. We definitely would cuz like my my level 20 shaman Mhm. And your your perfect EV Mega Charizard or whatever. Yeah, we, well, we would have to already. We would have to agree to Smogon OU rules, which I know is controversial for fucking losers. Yeah, it sounds just, like some words. Just play by it. Come on, it's the easiest way, and we would win because I'm on the team. Yeah, team Valor for victory. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's my here's my, here's uh, my mad impression. Uh-huh. Uh, I love Pokemon and weddings, and I look. And I look like Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate, and nobody believes me, even though Brooks is the only one who sees it. That was very good. And also, I crank my hog. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting for nice. that one. That was almost as good as your impression of me yesterday before we recorded on Fear Baiting, a oh, yeah, fun you- podcast that you should listen to soon when we're on it. Oh yeah, we're going to be on that next week. Basically, yeah, Kim remembers. Yeah, That's I was cool. good. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, this is post-Game of Thrones. I had to get a little yeah. strawberry milk there. Uh, we're season Ooh, that sounds fi- tasty. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a uh, season five because we we agreed to it. Yeah. <laughs> no one forced us, but we figured it was it was our duty, much like Stannis Baratheon. Yeah, Stannis Bavarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's season five, episode two, "The House of Black and White." What did you think of the episode? More like the House of. Ack and why? Because it was bad. Nice, very good joke. That was like I was burning up my keyboard, like opening the Google Doc to write that joke last night. Mm-hmm. I was like, I finally got one. It's very good that joke. Uh, this episode was not. Yeah, it wasn't good. And I remember, I'm pretty sure, honestly, this is the episode where, like, I went over to my like my cool new improv friend's house because they had HBO and. I was like, hey, I'm the only one here who's read the book, so like, if you guys need any insight on, you know, who, who this, this Bravosi girl with the sword is, then let me know. Um, cause I'm, I'm your Huckleberry. Mm-hmm. And then, n- fucking, this episode happened. And none of it is real. I'm sh- I mean, I know for sure we'll get to it, but also, like, I talked up Dorn so much. As soon as I heard that season five was the Dorn season, Oof, I, do I was like, you guys. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be great. It's my favorite thing from the books. Yeah. And That's what especially every- reading through it again, I, I realized that all of it is like internal character thoughts. Yeah. And like 
Oh, also characterization that's consistent. Where are you at in the book right now? Uh, the last. You know what? It's right here. Let me, let me, let me just open up my my Kindle friend. Uh, the last chapter I read was a Jamie one. Oh, with the tre- trebuchet and Edmure. Oh, nice. That was the last. The one thing I that read. was almost adapted next season. Almost adapted and made good, but not. Yeah, it was the closest they got. I would say. Hmm. Oh no. Lord Kyburn informs me that Lord Giles has coughed his last. <laughs> spoilers. It's for a Feast for Crows that came out like 16 years ago. Yeah, spoilers for the Crucible. Giles, Giles Corey gets pressed to death. Wow. I didn't know that. Did you know that pressed to death isn't like a hip-hop term from like a hip-hop song? It's just like how Giles Corey died? You're thinking of fresh to death. Okay, because I thought like pressed to death would be like the bad, like, oh, I'm so stressed, I'm pressed to death. Oh, you're thinking of prestidigitation. Like, stay pressed. Isn't that a thing? Sure. What's the show about? Anything but the show. Uh, we're on a boat in Bravos. Oh, yeah, and, and this guy, he's like, it's me. I'm the one guy in Bravos, and I'm going to sail you across the entire city, Arya Stark. Yeah. And, and and watching this, I also remembered how much cooler the book was. Just <laughs> because the whole time, like, everybody on the boat is saying, Oh, hello, this is my name. This is my name. It's my name, and I have it, and you know it now, because faceless men can't kill people whose names they know. Mm-hmm. So everybody is just, like, buying Arya insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's super scared of this eight-year-old that's going to come kill them otherwise. And this, like, it, I think it was just a one-shot, but the ra- the little raft that this captain guy is sailing on with Arya... It looks, looks really bad. It looked fake than, faker than any dragons. Yeah. Like, How did it, you fuck this up? I, I don't. I really don't have an eye for bad CGI a lot of the time, but it really stood out. There was an, also another time in this episode. Oh, it was when they showed like Castle Stokeworth in the distance. Yeah, it was like that's like a low quality JPEG that you just found on Google. Yeah, when Lawless is like, "We won't be living here because it's just a facade," and then it falls over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy. Uh, I should point out that the guy said that the Titan of Bravos used to be alive and used to protect people by crushing all of their enemies as they sailed in. Mm-hmm. And then Arya's like, that's just a statue. And then the guy just laughs. So, <laughs> yes. there you go. Work of the Confirmed. week. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the statue of Bravos. Um, so, also, going through A Feast for Crows again, it kind of seems like everyone in Bravos fucking sucks. Sure. But this guy, he's like, yes, I'm the one nice man who lives here. Let me personally row you to the killing house. <laughs> it doesn't look so bad like in this shot it's like a bustling market mm-hmm. and like a bunch of like people are getting stabbed and bleeding all over the apples but nobody cares because it's bravos baby yeah it's bravos baby um so yeah Ar- he sails aria to to the house of killing and then they both say <laughs> valar valar magulis they yeah they say, say that each other and then an old man answers the door, and he says, it's not me, the kindly man, and then he says, closes the door. No one sees the wizard. Not no way, not no how. <laughs> but, like, she, she doesn't know the thing about the names yet. Yeah. Because that's the only thing about the faceless man, the faceless man, is that they say they don't have names, and then you're a cool assassin once you know that. But, uh, no, you, you say that you don't have a name, but then they don't believe you until you get stabbed and run. Yeah, until you, you have to fail two missions and then say that you're going home. You have to fail two missions and say you're definitely not no one, and then you are. 
Also, like, she says, I, I came here because I don't have anywhere else to go. So, um, since we're doing full spoilers, I can't wait for her to realize that her home was in the twins all along because that's where she goes. Yeah, perfect. She says, she actually says, I'm going home, and then she goes to the, the twins. Yeah. This is two surprise. seasons of her remembering how much she liked seeing the twins when all of her family died inside of it. Yeah. Uh, and so she wait. She wait. This is, like, they did the fucking annoying thing. They're like, we know this is something from the books and made, like, a fake kindly man. Yeah. And then just didn't. I was really excited. He seemed like he would, he would, be, he would be a good kindly man, but nope. <laughs> he opened the door and I'm like, wow, I can't wait for her to eat a worm out of his skull. And instead that didn't happen. Yeah. Man, because that was they, a good they needed they needed the, the budget for Castle Stokeworth. <laughs> it's just like David Benioff, like, crayon drew a picture of a castle. And then Dan Weiss was like, we're going to put it up right here so everyone can see it. Right here, by King's Landing, just by the ocean where you can sword fight and no one will hear you. Yeah. Um, so her list is bad. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you take note of who's on it? Yes. Okay. It's down to, it's down to four people because she warged into Wikipedia and found out all the people who were on her list who died, like Tywin, died. Mm-hmm. So her current list is Cersei, Walder Frey, The Mountain, and Marin Trant. Oh, so, so everyone is... Well, not everyone. She knew about... Like, I, I could assume that, like, the small folks somewhere would have told her about Joffrey. Mm-hmm. But, like, ill and pain, she just doesn't give a fuck about anymore. Like, fuck Paul of... Or the Tickler and, like, all those other people. It's like, these are the four people who we have in the cast this season. Like, Kywin was getting buried last episode. Yeah. Like, there's no way she could have known that fast. Especially because it seems like people in Essos just don't give a shit, like, about what's happening in Westeros for the oh, most for part. Oh, for sure. So for that information to travel that quickly is a bit strange. Until until it's like the fucking Hamilton of Essos when they're like, let me tell you about when Ned died. Yeah. In a play. Like, I'm going to come see this every fucking day. <laughs> also, Joffrey was good. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and so the guy's like, no, you can't come in for no reason. So Arya just hangs out in front of the house for like three days and then decides she needs to go hunt the pigeon. Yeah, she's hungry. She's hungry. And the pigeon was Ned Stark also. Yeah, and like, it's not even, like, at first I was like, oh, cool, she's like learning how to like hunt and be self-sufficient, but then I was like, and I remembered it's exactly what the fuck she did. Like, she killed a pigeon right before Ned died and tried to sell it, and then somebody was like, no, you're gross, go away, I don't want your dead pigeon. Get out of here, my she girl. Did, she did it with a cool sword five seasons later, so now she's like character development. Yeah, and then two guys, they're like, hey, you want to fight about it? But then the old man walks by and they say, nah, and run away. Like, oh, shit, like an old man with a cane 20 feet away. So then Arya just follows him and he's like, jokes, it was me, Jack and Hagar. And that was the whole episode, actually, wow. That was it, really. It was weird. Yeah, let's that and see if I have any jokes for that scene. Um, hmm, doesn't look like it. Um, apparently he, this guy must have swam around in the ocean to get the coin back that she threw into the, she threw it into the water because she was sad. Yeah. How did that, it was just a different coin. The faceless man could just like do whatever cool shit is. Yeah. Whatever the the narrative requires. Once a day they can do one cool thing and roll a natural 20. But in this case it was just to find a coin. Like he, that's why it took so many days because he was saving all his cool shit, like, meter. So he could, the other days he had stuff to do. Right. Like he actually had to go and kill people for his job, you know? Yeah. But today this, just... is, this is like, this is the first example of so many of Arya just like passing a test that by not doing anything. 
Like, you've passed my secret test by waiting until the end of the episode when I'm going to let you in now. Yeah. You, That's all, all she did was wait a little bit and then almost die, and then Jacken showed up. He's no, like, just kidding, you can come in now. You know what she did? She was like, I'll fight you and kill you with the sword. And because yeah, I'll that's, kill the you, only, that's the only way to be strong. He's like, oh, she's a strong woman and not a mother. So that's how I know she can join us. Right. Well, like the waif. My only other person in here. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to my cookies and cream house. Uh, so then we go to, over to Brienne, who's weirdly enough automatically not shitting on Pod incessantly for once. Yeah, because now we're in like Pod's horny mode and he's eyeing the serving girl. And then, um, it's a coincidence, because Littlefinger and Sansa and an entire army are also here. Yeah. I literally, this is, I honestly think this scene is the moment, because, you know, I had read the books and everything by this point, and I was so excited about Brienne's A Feast for Crow's Ark and seeing what they were going to do with Sansa, that I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is not, this is, this is not the, the show I've come to know and love. Wow, how interesting. Brienne finally found Sansa Stark, who she's been trying to find this whole time. So what happens is she says, hi, it's me, Brienne of Stark. And little... Brienne of Stark? It's me, Brienne of Stark. And then Littlefinger's like, you fucking lose all of the time. But Brienne of Stark is like, Lady Sansa, what do you think? And then she says no. Yeah, because she's very, like, she's very empowered. She hates women now. So Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't trust this one. I'd rather trust Littlefinger... In anything than the yeah, thing you uh, just said. Who am I going to trust? Jon Snow over Littlefinger? Just kidding. Weird. That's not even my real brother. Yeah. Um, and we, I need I needed to talk about the original conversation with Littlefinger and Sansa for a second. Oh, happy 420. Happy 420. Thanks, Alarm. I almost went right over it. <laughs> um, so... Sansa points out the thing we talked about last episode where she's like, hey, remember when we made eye contact for two minutes when you got a letter in the middle of the day in front of everyone? And Littlefinger's like, oh, you're becoming a true player in the game. Like, it, it wasn't a secret. She just noticed a thing that you did in the open yeah, in front of like, everybody. He, he's like, yes, that was very smart of you to be so perceptive as to notice my letter reading. Like, it was in daylight and everyone was there. Yeah. And it was like a, a dirty, stinky boy came up. Yeah. But the thing, like, multiple times that, like, like Sansa will almost catch Littlefinger in a lie multiple times in this scene, but then the camera cuts away, so Sansa stops caring. He's like, my marriage proposal has been accepted. And then Sansa's like, I thought you were mourning Aunt Lysa. What are you talking about, marriage proposal? And then it just cuts away, and she stops caring. Yeah, oh, and the, then he's the like, script said, I don't... Yeah, he's like, Al- alcohol sometimes makes men be brave, and that's why I'm drinking right now. And she's like, do you need this alcohol? What do you need courage for? And then Is the it- camera cuts away. Isn't it like canonical that he doesn't drink? Probably because he's all because he's he's me in a lot of ways, I guess. Oh, do you, do you, are you also the like purveyor of the fucknasium? Yeah. Cool. So okay, so <laughs> um, so when Podrick recognizes the back of Sansa's dyed head from across the room, mm-hmm. Brienne says, "Pod, go find some horses because I have to go kill a dozen Vale knights." Yeah. And, like, what is Brienne? Like, she's clearly, Sansa is clearly being protected by the army of Kat's sister. She's clearly safe. But what are you doing? It's her, it's her oath. But, like, they, they, then, like, go become a Knight of the Vale. Say, hey, can I, like, can I join, like, you, it's not mutually exclusive protection. Yeah, you don't have to do it only. Only you're that way. Lady Lady Stark wasn't like, you must protect my daughters 
by you and only you, and no one else is allowed to do it because I said so. Yeah, and like it makes sense that like Peter wouldn't want her around because like she can't be bought, and like he, you know, he's I'm sure he's like he's bribing all of the Vale soldiers and all that shit. But then he's even like, why don't you, I don't I don't really want to, you know, I don't. I mean, I got it with Sansa, but like you can stick around and like talk with us. And then she just starts like fucking bodying people. <laughs> also, um, a thing that's like very explicit in the books is that she has just like a regular plain sword, and she basically keeps. Oathkeeper, like, a secret, because anytime she takes it out, someone's like, holy fuck, that's a magic sword that has Lannister shit on it. Yeah! But in this show, she just wears it. Yeah, it has fucking Jamie's name and red crayon written on it. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, where'd you get that? You must be a Lannister man. That will really make Sansa Stark like you. And then she's like, alright, hang on, I, I know it looks bad, but listen. A shadow with Stannis' <laughs> face killed Renly. Yeah. Like, so, like, I, the stuff Littlefinger's saying, like, actually kind of makes sense. He's like, you tried to do this and you fucked up, and then you tried to do this and you fucked up. I don't require your assistance. But then he's like, what do you think, Lady Salsa Starch? No! Well, okay. <laughs> not like, even, not even like, well, she seems to be a, a, a strong fighter yeah. with a, with a good sword. Why don't we take her along with us as extra, like, you know, protection or, or something yeah, or like, like that. You know, something like Sansa. Do you want to know say? about, like, the last years of your mom's life, which I was close to her for? No. I'd rather oh. marry Ramsay Bolton. <laughs> so, um, so, so Brienne fights them, fights away. Because, like, one of the guys is like, my lord told you to stay, but then she doesn't. And then, like, like she what, goes... What happens is, like, uh, she, her and Pod run out, and then she just goes like, yeah, and scares a bunch of horses. She really, which, like, that was the most emotional part of the episode, because can you imagine just, like, having a horse for years and traveling everywhere with it? Like, those dudes probably bonded with those horses. You walk. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was Dothraki when they said that to Viserys. Oh, I, I, I thought you were talking about later in the episode when Brienne said that shit to Pod. No. Voss. Voss. So as a she's crown for a king, <laughs> an oath for a stock. There you go. Thanks. So as she's riding off, a dude just exits the tavern, and she just slices his tummy off. Is it when it like close ups through his face and neck, and he's dead? No, that's the other people that she kills. This oh. is just when she's leaving on her horse. A guy walks out, and she cuts his t- she cuts his tummy off. And th- so then they're like being pursued for plot reasons. They're like, you, my lord said you were going to stay for dinner, so I'm going to come kill you. Yeah, then there's a horse chase until they decide that there isn't, and Brienne has a fucking stealth horse. Yeah, and you can, and it, like, as soon as she comes back on, ham- on camera, you can hear it clopping again, you know, like, but... But you couldn't hear it off camera when the guy was like, you have no sword, I'll kill you easily. And then she goes, ah! And like... <laughs> I also love, I love that for plot purposes, Podrick can't ride a horse again for this scene, so he goes the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But then the next time he's on a horse, he's just obliterating Boltons. Is it really the next time he's on? A I'm, horse? I mean, I'm sure it happens again, but like, there's no, there's never any like training or development. It's always just like, oh no, Jamie's hand fell off. Oh no, now he can use it as a perfect weapon. Yeah, he actually leveled up. And he changed his specialization into metal hand. So right, yeah, he can only learn four moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like, we see Sansa and Littlefinger like riding off on horseback, drunk probably, which isn't very good. Um, 
And then, so like Pod stops at some water and his horse flings him off and runs away. And there was like a, I legitimately thought it was funny when Pod threw, like the, the horseman with a sword, the, the, the horsed swordman comes up and he's like, oh, you don't look like you have a weapon. And then Pod just picks up a rock and throws like the limpest sidearm in the world. Yeah. I was like, that's actually a good bit. Yeah, Pod suddenly plays for my Sunday softball team, and he can't <laughs> make a throw-in from right field. Yeah, so then Brienne goes, Pod, get down! I'm coming on a giant horse with a giant glittering sword that this horse and soldier that I'm approaching cannot see from the front. And then the soldier goes, huh? That's a bloody gets, woman! And then... Yeah, he gets killed immediately. With precision. Yeah, and then another guy comes, and then that's when Brienne does the cool neck puncture. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh... They're going to follow Sansa now. And then Brienne looks right into the camera. She says, killing is my favorite. <laughs> and then she she says, Sansa, if you need my help, light a candle. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Fuck, th- this, so, there's so much shit in this episode. Pod, no, no, Pod says, like, so what are we going to do now? And Same and thing we do every day. Follow Sansa Stark. <laughs> and that's exactly what they do some more. So we need to talk about this intricate jack-in-the-box that Cersei is panicking over. No, we don't. We do. There's this spring-loaded jack-in-the-box, and Cersei already knows what's in it. When she, So we know that she opened this thing, put it back together, and summoned Jamie all while having a panic attack just so she could show him the cool spring-loaded thing. Yeah, so then she has to activate this fucking like steampunk death contraption that all it does is show you a necklace. Yeah, just like a little, like, a little snake bookend with a little necklace hanging from it. And she, what, she, what did she say? There's only two necklaces like these in the world. It's a one, gold-plated picture of a lion. And one is wearing... I'm I'm wearing it right now. And no one else has it but our our daughter, Marcella. And Jamie's like, don't like, don't say that our daughter. Like, everyone can hear. She's like, I don't care who hears. But conveniently, no one was around to hear. Yeah, I know. So. And, like, this is, like... I've, I saw this... I didn't pick up on it because I'm not observant. But, like, there we've seen Sansa wearing this exact thing in, like, season three. Really? Yeah. Like and that also, necklace? Yeah, that necklace. Like, the prop department only had those, I guess. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah. Then it wasn't a good scene. It wasn't a good scene, be- especially because Jamie's like, I'm going to go to Dorne and I'm going to save her. Yeah. We ne- Okay, so this is apparent. Cersei goes, this is a threat. And so I guess, like, hey, stop already having killed Obra, Oberyn and Elia or else... You like, can, you know, threat? you know, like, uh, of course Ilaria did this because it just makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's dead already and everyone knows it. And then she's like, this, you can't go down there. It'll be a war. So it's a good thing that when, like, everyone's kids end up dead, there is no war. Yeah, that's pretty neat, isn't it? Because only Jamie went down not with an army. Um, so Cersei stands up and shouts into the camera, I will burn cities to the ground for my children. Because that's what foreshadowing is in this I, show. I was about to say, like, you can't burn Dorne. Like, that's why the fucking Targaryens couldn't yeah. conquer them. But apparently you can burn, like, a stone. Yeah, you could burn dirt. Temple. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Cersei, like, is, is also right. And, like, she drags Jaime for never caring about their kids because he super never has. Mm-hmm. Um... So then she goes, you can't just ask Prince Doran to give her back, she says. Surprise, spoilers, you totally can, and that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even remember specifically, but they're just, like, at the end of the season, they're just, like, chilling in 
in like Doran's bedroom, and he's like, "Fucking sure." It's very bad. So then he goes to get Bronn, who's with Lala Stokeworth, and just a fucking great, a great character that's really fleshed out in Lala Stokeworth. Yeah, she's dumb. The, like, you get have, have these, have D&D ever, like, talked to a woman? I mean this genuinely. Because it's, it's like, she, the whole thing is, like, she's stupid because, like, she talks at, like, 200 words per minute about, like, flowers and colors and music, and I talk very fast, and I love parties, and I, and then, like, Bron just, like, doesn't give a fuck, and he's just, like, skipping rocks, and he's very cool. The, like, the way she's portrayed in the books is, like, she has, like, some kind of learning disability or something, right? right? Like, she's, but in this, she's just, like, a... She's very vapid, and, like... Yeah. Like, she knows how to talk to people, she's just, like, not smart. Yeah. But, but that doesn't mean she can't, she, if she's just talking to a human, it would be like a disaster because she's talking about what she wants at their wedding and that's supposed to make her look dumb. Yeah, and it's like all, like, highborn ladies, like, if they understand anything, it's courtesies and how to talk. Yeah. Like, Lala Stokeworth is such a tragic character. Yeah, but it's in seriously this, she's like. In one scene for, like, a joke for Braun to not care. Yeah. <sighs> Wait, uh, un- yeah, but in season five, the women weren't on top yet. So. Oh yeah, that we it wasn't yet their time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, like, Bron is like, "We're gonna settle down here," and then Lala says, "No, you won't, because actually, you don't get any inheritance because I'm the second born daughter." Whoops! You should have checked anything before you married me or were betrothed. Like, he's like, "We'll see about that." Your sister's gonna die. Yeah, because she's mean, and I'm infantilizing you. Yeah. Um. And then, so who shows up in his sick Star Lord biker jacket from like 200 years in the future? Just, wait, just hanging out at the end of the beach waiting for someone to notice him. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to sit on this beachside path to Castle Stokeworth, not, like, go to the front door or anything and be like, where's Bronn? Yeah. I'm just going to hang out on the beach. In so, a leather jacket. <laughs> so Jamie's like, hey, I broke your marriage pa- marriage pact. Uh, I'm your good friend. Anyways, once I'm done extorting you, I'm going to give you a better girl. Does he ever get one? I don't fucking remember. I feel like every time Jamie's just like, yo, you'll get a very good wife. And yeah. like it's never revealed because that would require them to create a woman character. Right. Like and even in the, even especially when I was watching the first time, but even now when I know what happens, I was like, Bronn's super gonna die in Dorn. Oh. Like doesn't it seem like so it seems he seems like such the secondary character that shockingly dies. Bronn, you know, like, entirely, 100%, the only reason he still exists on the show is because people are like, oh, I like Braun. Oh, totally, yeah. They, like, they've gone, they've, even George is like, I'm going to give Braun a greater role in the books because he's so beloved on the show. No, he didn't. I'm pretty sure. I and, not. like, and it, I know that the D&D have, been, have said, like, the reason Alaria Sand is such, has such a larger role is because they love the actress so much. Of course, because she's, you know, a woman. Right. Of what, what they think a woman to be, which is, yeah. I kill everyone. And I mean, like, the the actress who plays Obara is, like, has won, like, Emmys or something. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it definitely seems like the material is the problem. But be that as it may. Yeah, she couldn't act. Maybe if she acted their bad words better, she would have more, like, awards than just saying, I am Obara Sand. <laughs> And literally, the first shot we get of Alaria is her doing the angry fist Arthur meme. Mm-hmm. 
and, and, then, she, Ari, and then Ario Hota is like, nah, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, I can't believe it. It's Dorn time. Oh and man, then, dude, fucking Alexander Siddig is so fucking good at Dor- as Doran. This I, show did not deserve Doran or Ario. He's so good. I've never seen a single episode of Star Trek, but now I'm a Star Trek fan because I know that this guy's in it. Who? Alexander Siddig. Oh, he is? Which which Star Trek? Uh, he's, uh, fucking, uh... Yeah, click, 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 click. That's me typing. I'm typing, why am I so dumb and I don't know this? Yeah, he's, uh, fucking, uh... In Star Trek. Everyone knows that. Oh, uh, Dr. Julian Bashir. Oh, duh. Of course. Everyone knows that. I'm very um, good at knowing about Star Trek. Yeah, look at me. I knew a thing. Um, so yeah, Elari is like, hey, why didn't you care about um, Oberyn dying? And then he says some cool shit about like the grass shielding the snake and everything. Just kidding, he doesn't. But he does, he's just sitting there and he makes like total sense. He's just like, Oberyn died in trial by combat. Like, by law, that's yeah. not murder. Like, he chose to do it. And, like, and he could have won and lived, but he's Oberyn. Yeah. And I loved him and he was my brother, but he's dead will- now. Oh, and he's like, I will mourn for him. Just like, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Fucking yes. He yes. will, my guy. And like, and Ilaria is like, I know, I have a good idea. Let's mutilate and dismember the teenage daughter of the queen who did nothing wrong. And like, it sure would be a really neat message about how vengeance just begets more pain and vengeance. But mm-hmm. spoiler alert, she accomplishes everything she tries to do. <laughs> she does. And she says something, she's like, look at her. Eating our food, and I'm like, um... She literally says, breathing our air. Like, and then she says, breathing our air. Like, there's, like, there's different Dornish things, but air is not one of them. I'm sure on the show, like, Dornish air is just spicy or something. Yeah, they're like, ooh, like hot peppers. <laughs> my, 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 like, favorite thing about the stupid fucking fandom of the show, I mean, of the books, is that the idiot, uh, Aris Stoneheart is like, ooh... <laughs> Eris Stoneheart. I Aris, forgot about Aris, that, the, Aris, that epilogue. The zombie, Eris Oakheart. He's like, ooh, she wants to do fucky because she eats hot peppers. And there are people who actually believe this and not that oh he's like a God, fucking idiot. Oh my God, yeah, people are the worst. And it's the same thing about like the stony Dornishman and the sandy Dornishman. Yeah. Because some idiot in fiction wrote a book and like, here are the three types of Dornish people you meet in heaven. And everyone who reads it is like, <laughs> oh yes, that's true. Yeah, it's like how we're introduced to Daenerys, like, enjoying a hot bath, and everybody's like, oh, that means that if you spray her with a flamethrower, she'll be fucking good. Yeah. To be fair, the show doesn't mention Sandy or Stony Dornishman and literally made her impervious to fire, so. Yeah, because there's literally only one type of Dornishman, and it's just mad. Yeah. Actually, actually, there is. There are, like, anyone who is Dornish and doesn't look like Prince Doran, it's not mentioned that they're Dornish. That's true. Yeah, remember when there was the random Dornishman at the Tower of Joy? Who? There was just a random oh, yeah, Dornishman. Yeah, there was, there was, you can tell he was a Dornishman because he had, like, a head wrap on. Right. But fucking Arthur Dane isn't mentioned to be Dornish ever. Yeah. Because he's good with swords and can fight. Is it, oh, we just, we happened to, to, we, we did an open casting call and it turns out that the white guy was just best for the role. I don't know. And the one with no lines and stands in the back and gets killed first. The one um, who did a super bad job just happened to be a white guy. I don't know. Yeah, weird. Yeah. So, um, Doran reminds her that we don't mutilate little girls like the thing that Oberyn said out loud to Cersei and Ilaria should have heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, she dips and then Ario is like, can I use my big killing sword right now? And Dorne just like, not right now. Um, it was so good. My favorite thing about the show is that how the water gardens is just like Doran's backyard. 
Yeah. Like, in the books, there's a whole chapter of them, like, they're at the Water Gardens, and then they go back to Sunsphere. Yeah, and he fucking hates it. He cause... hates every second of it, because his legs are just exploding monsters. But he's, st- but he's still, like... Like, he's, like, self-deprecating about it. He's uh-huh. so good. I love him. He's so good. Remember, um... All all of the actual women in Dorn were good? Like, Ariane? Mmm... <laughs> yeah. I sure do. Man, that Queenmaker plot is gonna be great when Littlefinger does it. You know what would be really cool? If this show, like, just fucked all, all of that, but they still had, um... Darkstar. I am Arthur Dane, and I am of the night. I am of the night. Men call me Darkstar, and I am also Arthur Dane. Like, I'm sure we've talked about Darkstar, but if you haven't read the books, you everybody needs to stop the podcast and look up Darkstar right Actually, now. Actually, it's it would be even worse. It would be Bran, and he would look into the future, but the, uh, the seven-eyed, not Raven, <laughs> would be like, this is an alternate universe where things are very different. And then Bran would say... He's Darkstar, and he is of the night. Yeah. That's how it would hey, go. Hey, Three-Eyed Greg, show me the coolest shit that's ever happened. All right, check this thing out. This guy's got black hair with a little white streak. Why, certainly. It's me, Three-Eyed Greg. And I'm going <laughs> to be on Fantastic Satisfaction next week. I fucking love Three-Eyed Greg. Three-Eyed Greg is... Kim likes it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kim's excited about it. Yeah, be sure to tune into Fantastic Satisfaction, where... Uh, where Kim and a side character really hit it off. It's gonna be... Or it was great. We lived it. You didn't. Yeah, a lot of intrigue. Um, so, uh, Dario is here with Grey Worm, and there's oh so God. much goddamn Marine in this episode, Eddie. This is the worst... Every every scene is the worst scene. It Really? I'm always like, well, that was bad, and I'm sure we'll get like 40 minutes of discussion out of that, but everything can't be this bad. <laughs> I remember, I distinctly remember, I forgot this entire episode, and this scene just hit me like a brand flashback. Oh, definitely. Like, I'm living through it right now. Because they're just walking through the streets, and Grey Worm's like, we haven't found any of the harpies. And Dario's like, oh, well, my men have, because you guys look like fucking idiot assholes. And my guys drink, and they fuck, and they play sword games and cut off hands, and they hear things that this is where the harpies live. Yeah. And then they go in a house that's empty. And, and then, then <laughs> Grey Worm's like, I guess there's nobody here, huh? Grey, Wor- Grey Worm's immediately like, I guess there's no one here. And then that one, like, ex-slave guy that's hanging around for two episodes. Masador. Masador. He's like, name a high number. And Grey Worm is like, duh, <laughs> ten? <laughs> and then Dario Naharis serenely says, one million. And he stabs a knife through the wall and kills a man that was hiding in it. <laughs> he says, he goes, Grey Worm says, Unsullied, not afraid of anything. And Dario goes, that's your problem. You forgot how to hide. And he stabs through a fucking bookcase wall. And then a guy grunts and pushes over the bookcase so he can burst through the wall and die on camera. So, like, canonically, Dario Naharis has wall hacks. Yeah, like, there was no indication. It's not even like, oh, he was very observant. And, like, you could even see after the wall broke that there was an entire fucking hallway. The guy could have fucking moved an inch yeah it's it's at this point darian harris activated his fucking daredevil like heartbeat sensing hearing and immediately knew that there was one man behind the wall with a metal mask on his possession this is the scene that inspired batman arkham asylum (laughs) so Uh masador later on is explaining that the sons of the harpy we want to enslave everyone so we should kill the prisoner but baristan who's just too fucking good for this world is like hey no let's do a trial 
again, the show is making me forget that he's one of my favorite characters. Oh, for sure. And also, like, his Dar sounds so much like Tyrion that it throws me off every time. He does. Whenever he's off, when he, whenever he's off camera, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess Tyrion did show I up. I remember I was writing my notes complaining about that Dario scene, and then I heard, I was like, whoa, Tyrion's there already? I am. And I looked up, and it was, it was, uh, this guy. Yeah. His Dar's Osansa. <laughs> yeah. My and, queen. Um, so what happens, so they're like, Daenerys, bad things are happening, and she's like, it's all lies. And then Barristan's like, well... Yeah, they all get dismissed Khaleesi. except for Barristan. And he's Khaleesi, like, you want to hear about your shitty dad? He's like, your sh- no, yeah, she's like, your shitty dad was very bad. And she's like, no, that's a lie. And he's like, no, it's true. And then, and then she's like, like, you're right, my dad was a monster. Yeah, also, I'm not my father, so I'm going to publicly execute a former slave. Yeah, can we, today. like, she was, like, visibly affected by the idea of burning someone to death without a trial. So, like, stay tuned for episode five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, then she's like, yeah, I agree to a trial. Like, this is, again, I don't understand the, like, and they never make it clear if it's just like, oh, this is like the Targaryen thing, like, two sides of the coin, we don't really know if she's, like, wild or if she isn't. But also, in the books, she's 13, so it makes sense that she would do something, like, you know, impulsive like that. Right. Why did he have to be killed in front of everyone? Yeah, even if fucking all of our advisors are like, we should have fucking done it in the goddamn pyramid or something if we had to do it. And then Dario's probably like, that's, you're not Westerosi, you don't get it. Yeah, and then they're like, yes, we don't, because we have different cultures, my friend. <laughs> so anyways, Tyrion is drinking with Varys. And I, I have one sentence for this. Good. It says, Varys and Tyrone talk in a car, who care? Yeah, basically, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it's important to note that Varys is like, hey, we can't leave this cart because anyone who brings Cersei your head will get a lordship, so we have to keep things on the DL for a while. Um, And then, like, Tyrion, like, shows some grief over not leaving King's Landing when Shay told him to and, like, leading people to the deaths on the Blackwater and stuff, but then, like, he he stops drinking after this episode and that's all gone, and then he's back to being, like, jokes, penis. Except until he drinks and knows things. Yes. Because he leveled up. He he drank a hundred beers, mm-hmm. and then time slowed down, and he got superpowers. Um, talk about Futurama instead. God, I fucking... Man, I watched, like, a late, a late like, post-revival episode the other day, and, like, I my tummy hurt. Oofa-doofa. Was it the one they were like, iPhones are real? Yeah, because that's my least favorite episode, and I was like, maybe it's not so bad. It's kind of fucked up how hurt. that's, like, the worst episode, and also the one that created, like, the Futurama meme that everyone knows. No, that's what I fucking hate about it because I was watching the director's commentary and they were like, "We wrote this ep- we wrote this joke, we the shut up and take my money thing. We wrote that knowing it would become a meme." Uh. And there's a fucking great Susan Boyle bit in it too, where Leela oh, gets a t- boil on her butt and its name is Susan and it sings badly to like exquisitely date this for all time. Yeah, like like mwah, chef kiss. I'm going to make a show about a thousand years in the future that still is old in 2010. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Cersei is given a dwarf's head that isn't Tyrion. It, yeah, they did the thing there. He's like, Tyrion, you have to stay in here. People recognize you. He's like, there's lots of dwarves everywhere. Like, What are they going to do? Kill him? And in the books, it's like kind of a joke, but not really, because it's like Tyrion is inadvertently like causing dwarves all over the fucking country to be mutilated. Yeah, like Penny's fucking brother, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but in who? Oh man, there was this whole arc. It was really good. 
in a dance with dragons. Yeah, there's this thing in the Dance with Dragons, like between like uh, between like Danny's diarrhea dream and the stuff. Golden or... Company. <laughs> John Connington. Quentin Martell. Quint Quentin Martell. Griff. Young Young Griff. The the Black Fire Black Fire Rebellion. Mm-hmm. I've been activated. <laughs> Must usurp the throne. God, I love the Blackfires. Um, so Marin Trank gets some screen time for later, and um, Kyburn says, I'm going to keep this head for my work, and then nothing will ever come of it. Yeah. Like, really, what should have happened, based on what happens later, he's like, oh, I need this so I can make Sir Gregor Clegane into a Monster Mash zombie. Yeah, like, but it's still his head, so like maybe it's just like he has a second head on his back. Oh, I don't like know. Malus the Monstrous. Yeah, like who was killed by Beeplebrox? <laughs> I just read the Hitchhiker's Guide. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. There's also, a small council meeting and stuff. There's, there's a small council meeting, and there's no Orain Waters, and there's yeah. no Giles Rosby. Tana Merriweather. No, yeah, no Lady Lady Tana, no Merriweathers at all. Yeah, because that's Mary, char- Mary that, that involves char- character development. Yeah. Um, and so Cersei shows up and Kevan just like dumps on her immediately because she's a woman and she thinks she can be hand of the king. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm just like advising my child king for a second until he gets older. Like, are you good? At, but at, at first he's like, I won't serve on a like table served by your sickle He's fans. being so shitty. Which like, okay, I get it, but you don't have to be an asshole about it. And he then, but then he's like, you're just the mother. Like, yeah, um, I don't recognize your authority, and I won't eat my. I won't eat one more big bite. I want my dessert now. But then uh, Mace Tyrell, he says, "Ho ho ho! Wait until next episode when Tommen fucks." <laughs> Fuck, that is next episode, isn't it? Probably. So, like, but the thing about the sycophants thing is, okay, uh, she offered. She just offered you, Kevin Lannister, a job. That's one not sycophant. She gave two jobs to Mace Tyrell. And, like, who else is going to be the Master of Whisperers but Kyburn, who is the Master of Whisperers? Like, the, like to be fair, the thing with Mace Tyrell is, like, meant to fuck him over, but instead nothing happens and he just explodes in a fire at the end yeah, of the exactly. season. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you could almost say that it's Cersei doing a bad thing, but psych, nothing bad ever happens. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know what it is about Kevan, but, like, He's a great actor, and I enjoy all of his scenes, but I feel like if I asked any show watchers about Tywin's brother, they would have no fucking idea who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, is he just, like, in the books? Who's, um... What's what's his His son? Uh, Lancel. Church guy, Lancel. Yeah. Who's his dad? I don't know. See, I didn't even know it. Yeah. Because Lancel is off in Derry praying, (laughs) you know, and he's gonna join the warrior's sons or whatever. And Jamie's gonna go through there, and he's gonna slap that guy with his metal hand because he's fucking mean to Brienne. I'm I'm glad you also saw the the a Game of Thrones live journal post that George did today. Yeah, that, that the the post was like it's been twenty years dot dot dot, and I'm like, oh my god, I know. It and was th- like four a.m. when I saw it, and I was like, every time I see like a post that like has anything to vaguely do with, to do with the fantasy genre. I'm like, this is the one, baby. But then you open it up, and he's like, this time, a Game of Thrones will have pictures. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, fuck! And then at the end, he's like, no information on that other book everyone wants. Yeah. And I will be dr- I will be drawing it all myself with ASCII art. <laughs> one finger at a time. Yep, that's how he types. That's the real reason 
Because he's on his fucking Atari 2600 or whatever he works on, typing it's, with one pointer finger at a time, like my dad. The first, like, Cro-Magnon, like, fucking Word Star 100. Yeah. And I remember, there was, like, a week ago or something like that, like, on the A Song of Ice and Fire subreddit, there was, like, this picture of, of him. him at his at his console. With, and, like, like 2015, no... with a Winds of Winter chapter on it, and, like, people were, like, trying to, it's, like, fucking, it says Asha, and that says, like, Lord of Bones, so that means that she's Mance's glamour and, like, all that shit. And... It's, it it's was, like Matrix it was the most, text, right? Like, yeah, like he snakes. Has no, he has no graphical user interface. It's just a fully. Oh, he literally, he sends, a, he sends a raven to like his, the people who run his live journal so that they can put it on the internet because he yeah. doesn't understand that shit. He's for real. He still uses a live journal. Like that should tell you enough. Yeah. Anyway, I want him to be my grandpa. God, I fucking love him. <laughs> I love you, George. So, so yeah, Kevin leaves to Casterly Rock, and then um, Shireen is teaching Gilly how to draw the cool S from elementary school. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she teaches her how to draw the cool S, and then Gilly's like, wow, now I know how to draw the cool S from elementary school. And Sam's like, um, but did you know Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States? You don't know anything about, look at all these letters that I can read in a row and form words, idiot. And she's like, wow, like, very, very good, Sam. I just learned how to make an S. So. Oh, I just made my first friend who doesn't want to fuck me. Like, <laughs> could you chill? Like, and this, the, <laughs> this child is teaching me a letter. Could you please, like, cool it for a minute? And then, yeah, so that happens. And then she's like, uh, anyway, what do you call your fucking gross Geodude face here? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, taking her, it's taking her so long to learn how to read because Geodude can only say her own name. She, she's like, we don't have any rock types north of the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, though. She's like, what is grayscale for this season? Could you yeah. tell us? And what, basically what happens is she's like, I got fixed, and I don't know how. Yeah, it sure wasn't like from my dad caring, but like a bunch of people showed up and tried. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. then uh, Celise runs in and she says, I fucking hate wildlings. Yeah, but she's nice and her name's Gilly. I hate wildlings. I fucking hate them. I might as well be named Lord Tarly by how much I hate yeah. wildlings and all the experience I've had fighting them. But like all like even in the books, like if Melisandre was like, wildlings have like blood that isn't good. She would be like, fuck wildlings. Like for real, though. <laughs> Um, also, I want to note that in, like, the HBO description for this episode, one of the lines was, Stannis tempts John." Oh my god. Like, he did it, it wasn't a fucking trick. Like, he wasn't luring him to the dark no, side. because he's the fucking devil. Yeah, he was like, hey, uh, in my role, because you would probably be good at it, I mean, I also do want your help, but you're the, you would be the rightful heir of Winterfell, and you would he, rule it. He overtly says... I know what you, you know, you've done some shitty things, but I reward bravery. Yeah. You know, like, like an evil tempter. Yeah. So please, like, and, and then he fucking goes to tell Sam about, like, how it's, it's what he's he's always wanted. He's book John for, like, three lines of dialogue. It's super good. But, oh, we also, they also, like, the, the first line that Stannis does when he's still, like, chewing out John, he gets mad at him for literally verbatim showing mercy to Mance. Yeah. Like, okay. Not even, like, it was my decree as king that he die by flame. Yeah, but because you didn't let him mercy. try long enough. Yeah. Not you defied my rule as king. 
but you made him dead quick, and I don't like it. I wanted fire to be good and kill him. Also, Liana Mormont sent the good letter. Which is read word for word. A king, no king in the north whose whose name is not Stark. Yeah. Or whatever. Anyway. And like, and it's like, the wildlings will only follow one of their own until later on in the season, and then all of season six when they follow John for, like, no reason. No Torment, Torment Giant Spin? Torment is there and doesn't matter, except when he kills the Lord of Bones. Also Brienne, and then he goes, Awuga, Awuga. Yeah, that was like, really like a, Like a cartoon wolf, and then yeah. that's it. Uh, so, so, elections are tomorrow. Elections are tomorrow, and compared to the book, it fucking sucks. Yeah, because it's, like, a very important part of Sam's arc that, like... Weird how anything that involves any type of secession or election in the show is just fucking garbage, like, but they politics or, like, intrigue or, like, characters. You know, on the show that's called Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Um... Yeah, the whole the books are like it's all about how like John doesn't want to be Lord Commander, but Sam like does this whole fucking like secret campaign to like, like make th- sure he has just enough votes. Like that's a, that's the thing. Like Sam does it in the way that Sam would the book character. Yeah, he's strong in the he real gets, way. He gets all the people he knows will vote for John, and then there's like the fucking secret plot of him teaching all the ravens to say snow. Yes! So when Mormont's Raven or whatever flies in and says Snow, everyone loses their goddamn minds and votes for Jon Snow because that's insane. It's like, yeah, the bird vote. Instead, what happens is he stands up and gives a big boy speech about how Jano Slint and got no dick and how Sam fucked and it killed the wildling. It was literally that! And then everyone votes for Jon Snow. I'm gonna go give the Dragon Queen my big cock. Yeah! Yeah! This is my suckling yeah. babe. Yeah. Boo! <laughs> Who's my big suckling babe? <laughs> Boo! It's but me. yeah, it's uh, we decided that the Ironborn we wanted to show that they're a misogynistic culture and uh, uniquely in that way uh, to a fault, I would say. Oh, because uh, no one else is in this world. Yeah, but also everybody are. ever. Um, they are and aren't. If the scene says yes, then they are. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, the one more note I had about John is that he said that nobody in the North would ever recognize his claim because he's a he's a snow and he's a bastard. And nobody would ever listen to him. Anyways. Um, also, there were, like, 17 shots of Ollie, so we know how to feel. Yeah, and Ollie was, like, he, he got over when John nudged him last episode, and he's, like, all happy now. Mm-hmm. Like, when, at first they were, like, I, like, vote for Jon Snow when they show Ollie, and he's, like, Rrr. Yeah. But then John wins, and he's, like, happy and clapping. Yeah. He's so fake. I hate that kid. <laughs> but, like, also, hey. Ollie, you punk bitch. <laughs> You fucking eight-year-olds, I hope you hang. Fucking snake. <laughs> snake emoji, Ollie, snake emoji. <laughs> fucking, the same thing they did with Sansa, where, like, the camera cut just, like, meant that they stopped being interested. Like, Stannis is like, please, kneel before me, and you will rise as Jon Stark. And then it cuts to Jon just talking to Sam about what he should do. So did yeah. Jon just, like, leave without saying a word? He says, Sam is calling me, and I have to go right now I have diarrhea, I gotta go right now immediately. <laughs> And so, yeah, Sam just randomly nominates John for no reason. And John has like mega visible anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, then, but then he wins and laughs. Yeah. Then he's like, oh, fucking nice. I've always wanted attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the thing Can't is. Can't you see? He's grooming you for command. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> he you, says that. You get, you get to wipe the Lord Commander's ass. Yeah. 
You, don't, you get to empty the Lord Commander's chamber pot. I have yeah. to read books with this old fuck. Yeah, like, I oh, fucking Aemon's so good. He's like, uh, the thing is they did, like, square tokens are for Alistair Thorne, and then Dennis Malister is, like, triangle tokens, but then he's like, well, since nobody else is... All right, cool, so we'll just do those two. Glad I didn't bring the circle tokens. And yeah. then Sam's like, I nominate John. He's like, fucking goddammit. Well, good. <laughs> good thing I brought the circle tokens just in case, and also this three-pulled counter that uh-huh. I brought just in case. My special abacus. My transformer abacus that serves every purpose I need. Yeah, and then now we have to pass out a circle token to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then Eamon casts the deciding vote for John, and now John's very happy. Yep, and that's it. <laughs> Like, that's the end of that plotline for the episode. Yeah, they finally did the thing from a, a Storm of Swords that they never did. Weird. It's it's weird to even see them attempt to adapt anything from the books. Yeah. <laughs> because even if it's on its most base level, it's just like, this is not right. Yeah, it's weird because, like, it still feels like they're trying and they're not, like, actively, con- like, they don't have active contempt for the books. Like they Just don't yet. Do like, not they're yet. they're still, like... I think we're, like, you know, we're going to do some new shit, but, like, we're still going to, like, adapt some good shit. But, man, season six is just, like, let's ruin everything. Yeah, let's go off the rails and spoil everything in, like, the dumbest ways that isn't even true. Yeah. Let's let's create spoilers that don't exist. Yeah. And then everyone will say that it's better than the books ever were. Because um, they're not constrained by George R. R. Martin's glacial pace anymore. Yeah. Oh, man, it's still 10 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, so Arya beheads her dad real quick and then goes to sell his body. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this ha- I thought this all was in one scene. I forgot it happened later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and, what happens. And yeah, and this is, and it's like, it's called the House of Black and White and like, it's like a, ooh, that's who you must become, Arya Stark. And then like the music swells mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh God, like, it's fucking over now. Pro- pretty short episode. Um, but no, it wasn't over yet. Nope. Because Mastador goes to the prisoner and kills him and publicly displays his body. Yep. And then, um, I was really not paying attention for this, Fair. all of it, but is this involved a scene when them hiss at own Misa? It sure fucking is. Like, that's, <laughs> as as soon as he gets beheaded, all of the fuck, all of the poor folk and freedmen start immediately hissing in unison. Like a snake. Snake emoji, snake emoji. Daenerys hundreds, Targaryen. Hundreds of people in unison. We're just like, hey, if they if she doesn't do what we're gonna do, let let's do what let's do what the pores do and do what animals do. Hiss. We're from door now. Yeah. We 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 were the ones who crossed the ruin. Yeah. Uh so yeah, she kills him in front of everyone and then there's a riot, but then she goes home and Drogon is there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was pretty much it. Because what what's the fucking point like she just killed a guy? In front of all of his people, but then it's like, my dragon has returned. And then it ends. Yeah. Like, what mood are you trying to set for this? I think it's really weird. Like, when she's, when she's, uh, like, questioning Masador, she's like, the law is the law. And he was like, I thought, I read between the lines, I thought you wanted me to do this thing. And, like, he does this really, really good moving story about how his father died for nothing if they allowed and returned to power and shit. But then he just goes, like, the law is the law. And it's a really weird Stannis parallel. Except oh, you Stannis like rewards. villain? Yeah, but, like, Stannis rewards bravery, whereas Daenerys kills somebody in her small council. In front of everyone. Yeah. Before burning a man to death in front of his friends. Mm hmm. <laughs> so, and, like, the thing is, like, it's. 
to me, it's not even so much that it was bad. It just because like if you have if you have ten hours to like show how shitty of a quagmire Marine is, then like I understand that like things have to be cut and like you know conglomerated and whatever. But like it's not bad. It just doesn't matter. It's kind of yeah. like how I felt about it. Like no, nobody will ever bring up Mossador again. Like the Harpy were already killing people. The, like the Freedmen were already like disgruntled. Like it didn't change anything. They just needed a way to end episode two. Until they burn everything with dragons, and then it's all good forever. Yeah. So yeah, she goes. They're all guard. They're like, we're gonna guard the top of your pyramid bedroom tonight. But also, then she goes, no, you're not. Everybody leave. And then she hears a rumbling from 200 yards away, and she walks to the other side of the pyramid, and hey, it's Drogon. And he's there, and then she reaches out. But she doesn't have hand. enough badges yet, so he doesn't obey. Yeah, it's like Charizard in the the Pokemon anime. I got. Uh, I was talking about that earlier this week, and like I got heated about it all over again, like 15 years. I was so fucking mad because Charizard didn't obey him the entire time, and the literal one episode he did, Charizard's like, I need to go fuck now. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna leave you to, like, the fuck island of Charizards. At least Butterfree was his friend for a while before he let him go fuck the shiny Butterfree. Yeah, the the fucking gender binary Butterfree. It's yeah. pink, so it's straight. Yeah. Alright, guys. And then, isn't it like, here, Butterfree, here's here's what you can really do to fuck, and he puts, like, a scarf on him? Yeah, to make that, him way, that way I'll know. That way you'll look fucking so right. Oh, I also didn't cry in the episode when Pikachu was gonna leave, but he didn't. Oh, fucking that. The, yeah, that episode fucking sucked. I didn't cry in that one. It was rough. But, like, the fucking... When mm, when they're in the Indo... Like, now that I'm, like, I'm an adult with, like, who pays bills, like, I understand that, like, he can never win the Pokemon League because then the show would be over. Yeah. But, oh, fucking when Charizard wouldn't listen and he was about to win, like, the semifinals and then he had to forfeit. Ooh, that got me steaming. Ooh, that really that really rumbled my jumblies. Oh fucking, mm, that's I think that's why I would just like dipped into Yu-Gi-Oh for a couple of years because mm-hmm. that was a but, lot. It was like, hey, we're gonna play this card game, and if you lose, I'm gonna cut off your best friend's legs and drown him also. But the thing of the thing about the Yu-Gi-Oh anime was that it most of the time it was just like here's the cards and we're playing them and this is what they yeah, do. And Weevil Underwood and we're gonna play with bugs. But then there was that one time where he's like, I used my catapult defense turtle to shoot a, <laughs> an axe through your shield or whatever. Like that's literally not what the card does. You just made that up. Yeah, they don't even have attacks. They just have attack and defense. Point. Yeah, and he's like, I I place this card and fire it with my catapult yeah. turtle. I yeah, summoned like, Dark Magician Girl, and I used the Kiss Me attack. <laughs> this isn't real. And then I also remember one time Dragon Ball Z was off for a while, and then it came back, and Gohan was like, I am the Great Saiyaman! And I'm like, is this fake? Like, yeah. Is this a bootleg Dragon Ball Z that's on Cartoon Network yeah, right I've now? Like, I've, like, barely watched Dragon Ball Z, but I played Dragon Ball Z Budokai for GameCube, like, religiously growing up. So I was like, okay, there's Kid Gohan, and there's Teen Gohan, and who the fuck is this? Yeah, he sucks now. Yeah. Where's Hercule? I want to play as him. Hercule and Go and Gohan's cool girlfriend. Yeah. I can say that now because Kim isn't in here and it's like 55 minutes into the episode, so she's not going to hear it. Yeah. That, Kim will never know the anime girls that I like. Yeah. Who do are not mentioned by name. This episode's over, right? Yeah, I think so. Good. <laughs> do we have a work of the week? Yeah. Let's, Man. let's hear it. Just like, first, like, remember, did you watch these when they leaked? No, I didn't. Because, like, the first four episodes of the season leaked, like, a couple weeks before it started. And I yeah. I watched all four of them in a night, and I was like, fucking yes. Like, I can't imagine watching a fucking second of this for another week. 
But, uh, I, yeah. I don't know if I told you, but um, I watched this su- early Sunday, and I woke up and Kim was gone. And I was like, uh, where are you? She's like, I'm at the park catching Pokemon. Yes. And I was like, do you want to watch Game of Thrones? She's like, you can you can watch it without uh, me. Uh, well, the, you know, the nest just changed and, uh... You can watch it without me. So I said, oh, are you sure? She says, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah. She's smarter than us in a lot of ways. Let's <laughs> hear uh, Work of the week. Um... Okay, so when Rhaegar died on the Trident, um, he whispered a woman's name. We know that. Mm-hmm. And, like, we see we see plenty of, of examples of naming the thing you want to warg into when you die, like Ghost or Grey Wind and, like, all that shit. So, like, he's warging into this woman. Um, now, the Marks always think that it's Lyanna, but, like, isn't that, like, lazy writing? If it just, like, I whispered a woman's name that later it's going to be Lyanna Stark. Wow, what a mystery. Like, why not just say whose name? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So the only explanation is that it's an unnamed character. Mm-hmm. So what if he whispered the name of Drogon's mother? Daenerys? No, the dragon mother. Oh, okay. The one who gave birth to the eggs, which I don't think was Daenerys. Okay. So by time-warging into the birther of the three dragon eggs, mm-hmm. Rhaegar was able to split himself into the three eggs, which have the three dragons in it, and that's why it's called the trident, because there were three eggs that he warged into. Um... So like and like if Ned can warg into a fucking bird like why why just Starks like Targaryens are at least as associated with mysticism as the Starks are and like but the thing with Ned is Ned is a father he's very like protective and paternal and he wants to protect Arya and everything but Rhaegar is Daenerys's older brother that's why he didn't hatch until Drogo's funeral because like he didn't approve of like his his young sister dating horse lords and stuff mm-hmm. and now like he's happy to see her at first. And, like, he's happy to see how far she's come, but, like, like it's cold out. Cover up, young lady. Who's that sweeping neckline for? Well, you got one titty out. Yeah, so he was, like, so, so you know, that's why he dipped. Mm-hmm. Um, and he usually can't communicate with Danny through, the, through them since his soul is split into three. But since the other, since she locked up the other two at the end of season four, now Rhaegar can warg out of those guys secretly and all into Drogon. So now that's completely Rhaegar in there. I see. And also because he was, like, a romantic and he was into prophecy and, like, he wouldn't like where she's at right now in terms of stagnating a marine, but mostly, like, the sitcom older brother stuff. Yeah. He's Theo yeah. Huxtable. He's Theo Huxtable, confirmed. Questions? Oh, yeah. If you have a question, you can send us an ask on our Tumblr, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com, or send us an email at postgot at gmail.com. First question this week comes in from Tumblr user Sean Bishop Live, who asked... How would Airbud differ if instead of Airbud, the dog was a direwolf? Alternatively, how would Game of Thrones differ if instead of direwolves, each Stark was given an Air Buddy? Alright, well, fuck the second question. I mean, like, I would say they just all die in this harsh world, but that's what happens anyway, and they're yeah. fucking destruction wolves, so. Yeah, because they, because the puppies on set died of norovirus because they didn't fucking care when they started making Air Buddies. <laughs> Is that canon? Look, I swear to God, look it up! I don't want to look that up. Yeah, you don't. Ha- yeah, you shouldn't look it up because, like, in- enjoy your week. But like, mm-hmm. fuck there. But like, they're bad. And I, I mean, I guess like it's fitting with Game of Thrones that like season seven is just like all Daenerys sailing to Westeros, and then like John getting some talking puppy buddies. They're like, let's go to the discotheque, fellas. Um, I'm just liking the mental image of Airbud in Game of Thrones, and it's the same king in the North scene, but it's Airbud with like the crown on. Oh, that'd be so good. 
That'd be very yeah, good. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, well, well, the air, like, like the air dying, like Rickon dying is a lot like when the fifth player on, uh, on the Timberwolves, like, went out with an injury and fouled out. Mm-hmm. That was like two people left and then they were down to four. So, like, it's a lot like, they were like, well, fuck. I mean, I mean, Airbud's a dog, but, like, ain't no rule say a, do- say a bastard can't inherit Winterfell. And, so, and then there would be so many people on the internet, like, fucking, oh, imagine if you were the heir who died and Airbud replaced you. bullshit. Watch the movie. Watch the fucking movie, you imbeciles. You fucking dimwits. Oh, yeah, imagine they could, he'd be benched, because then he wasn't benched. He was hurt, and another guy fouled out. They went out for a layup, and two guys went down with an injury. Watch the real dog movie, you fucking cowards. Watch a movie once. Next question comes from Tumblr user R4W13Y. Nailed I'm it. I'm sure that spells something that you could pronounce, but I'm not good at it. And they say, Producer Kim's voice is so wonderful. She sounds like Abby Jacobson. Well, too bad she's not here to hear that. She went off to have fun without me. Yeah, she kind of does. Yeah. Uh, next comes in from friend of the show Leaf Crunch who asked, Can I get you guys to give a Borat impression of Varys Nice? Thanks. <laughs> Varys nice. Varys nice. My nice. My nice. Uh, Tumblr user Jorsten, keeping with the theme here, asked, Can you boys do impressions of yourself? <laughs> circa P-Got episode zero. Oh, fuck. The lost episode, the, the rare The lost episode. episode. I'm a scholar of A Song of Ice and Fire, and I enjoy the TV show, and when my favorite book gets adapted into a TV show, I don't cry about it. <laughs> hey, this... Boy from Tumblr who I've never talked to outside of Tumblr replies is is moving fast on this podcast idea. Wow, he's already got an intro. I wonder if in a year we'll be inseparable friends. Best friend, you're the best friend that I ever had. <laughs> Man, this show is the best show on television, but this week was a rare miss. Yeah. I don't know who was, my favorite was, character is. Maybe the Hound? There was a lot of, this is uh, what they call like spin, the wheels are spinning this week. Yeah. I can't it, wait till the good season. It was it was table setting. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is warging again? I don't remember what that was. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> uh, Tumblr user Winter's House asked, Can we take the mentions of hemp rope littered throughout the series as confirmation of weed canonically existing in A Song of Ice and Fire? No, yeah, absolutely, yes. Absolutely. I'm, I'm more surprised that George hasn't been like, and then he smoked the green herb. Or like, yeah. No, it would be called, like, Dweed. <laughs> it's O'Dweeds, man. O'Dweeds. <laughs> Why would I wear this hat if I'm not Jamaican? Uh, Tumblr user Dwellington asked, Hey, boys. This past couple of weeks, I listened to all the episodes of your podcast so far. After hearing oh, about... No. After hearing about Pigot from the Hamsteaks. Oh, Synergy. Thanks, Synergy. thanks, Hamsteak. And also watched seasons five and six for the first time. Sorry. Oh, no. Since I wanted to properly appreciate your show. So it's all your fault, really. No questions, just thanks for the goofs. You're welcome for the goofs. Very nice. Yeah. Be sure to uh, check out Hamsteak. It's a good Homestuck podcast. Oh, I hope I... I think I accidentally deleted a good message. Oh, no. Like, let me go through the... Uh, my, my delete here and find that. And that this is good. Good. Brother post, Colazzo is deleted. Deleted. Okay, I found it. So I'll go back to it after I read uh, this one, who says... Oh, from Anonymous, of course. Fucking coward, show your face. Says, <laughs> says a lowland executor is greater than Seal. You're right. That is a coward that sent that. <laughs> Fucking coward. 
to not just hide behind it, but to also admit that without putting your face on it. Yeah. Like, Alola Executor is bad. It's 19 feet tall, and none of it is good. I'm Like, like if that was a Digimon, that would be the thing that everybody points to that's like, why, why, how could you not like Pokemon and like this shit? How is it a dragon type? Fuck. I, I want to fucking, I want to, I want to tie its neck into a knot. Uh, last question of the week comes from Anonymous. This is like the good, the good Anonymous. You know, like the, the two sides of the coin. We just had the bad one. This is the good one. Right. And they say, here's a throwback. I truly hope that season six is amazing and mind-blowing, and that every episode of this podcast is just me marking out and saying this is the best show on television. Brooks Oglesby, June 18th, 2015. Famous last words. <laughs> Man, I want to be, I want to be like, like, I guess that's technically still my hope for season seven, but like, I'm not invested in the show anymore. Like, I have, because now, even if it was just like Ozymandias every week, mm-hmm. like, they would, it would still... It would still even out to being a bad show. I, like, at the basest level, you can't explode half of the cast and then become king, and I'm supposed to be okay with that. Yeah, like, Roseanne did that, and I still haven't forgiven them for that. Yeah. (laughs) That was weird when Roseanne exploded the Sephora (laughs) Baylor. Well, John Goodman exploded in real life, so they had to put it in the show somehow. Yeah, the canon, the rich canon of the show. Yeah. That's Post Game of Thrones. Thanks for listening to our bad podcast of the bad show. Yeah. You can find me at Squizpillion on Tumblr and and Twitter. Be sure to listen to our good podcast, The Fantastic Satisfaction. Fantastic Satisfaction. Two episodes up on the feed of yep. Post Game of Thrones. Next episode going up this Saturday at yep. the night times for dark listening. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll be getting a separate feed for that soon. I just I need I need the student loans ferry to pee on me first because right <laughs> now I don't have any money. Please. Are you just, are you just not gonna pee on him, dude? Yeah, please don't let me die, student loans fairy. I was actually well, like watering our garden yesterday, <laughs> and the whole time I was just thinking, like, I'm a thirsty flower. <laughs> like, even though I was just literally watering it with actual like nutrition. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's nutritious. Anyway, listen to Fantastic Sterile. Satisfaction two next episode. Everyone's favorite character gets introduced. It's uh, an hour of oh, shopping. Yeah, yeah. It's really. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this arc even more, or, like, the, this recording even more than the last one, which I really enjoyed. So, um, I do some cool flips in this one also. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, check it out. Uh, we'll also be on Fear Baiting, um, a good horror podcast. Uh, in this a coming, week, I think. Yeah, like this coming weekend or something like that. Um, we, were, we, we didn't talk about the movie yet, that we watched at all on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, the episode was Cabin in the Woods, but we talked a lot about Robin Williams and Jim We talked Car- for 75 minutes about Robin Williams and, like, Thor's dick. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of stuck on Robin Williams, and Eddie was kind of stuck on Thor's dick. That's, that's me. <laughs> uh, Song of the Hedgehog. Song of the Hedgehog. Teens. GOT to go. It's been it's, so long. It's Hoagie Fest. I got my hat on backwards, and it's time to fucking party. Yeah. We got the sun, we got the sand, sun, we got sun, the hoagie fest all summer. Here comes the hoagie man. Here comes the hoagie man. Hoagie fest is here again. Thank you. Thanks. Sweet dreams. <laughs>